All right, Anthony, we all set? All right, cool. Check this off. Let's let's kick this off. Style. Yeah, feels like the music is playing us in. You hear the music? It's nice, Virgil. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Better. It was, it was a little, ma- little, little mashup. Yeah. Very good. We took an yeah. old Baroque song. Because I know you never listened to the podcast before. We took an old Baroque song, mm-hmm. uh, then put in some percussion, some beats, and mm. called it a day. Yeah. I'm not even yeah. sure if he listened to what he created, but it is. Timelines. It is a file that we sent to Anthony, and then we, now it's our. Yeah. Nice work. And that's yeah. it. Thank you. That's good. Nice work. All right. Well, I'd like to take this opportunity then to welcome everybody to the Video Reformation Podcast. I'm Ben. I'm Justin. And who are you? I'm Josh. You're Josh. Okay. Well, Josh is our guest today. Where uh, did he come from? Where did he come from? I don't know. He just walked in. Okay. He's like, when a man and a woman love each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Anyway, let's let's go back to the thing. So let's see. I'm Ben. You're Justin. That's right. You're our guest, Josh. Justin and I were the co-founders of Storyboard Media. Uh, we're your hosts for the podcast. Just think of us as the Tenzig Norgay to your Sir Edmund Hillary as we strive to reach the peak of video for business. Is it like an anniversary of that event or anything? Or nope. You just brought nope. okay. Just, just rolled it just, into this uh, one. Just rolled it rolled it right in. Nice. We're your fearless Sherpas. Yeah. Uh, for whoever's listening, now Josh, you you join us today thanks to to a new sponsor. Mm-hmm. Now before we get to the ad, because we'll get to the ad later in the episode, uh, just want to know what the name of the company is that that sponsored your appearance here today. Don't lose it, foot lose it. Don't lose it, foot lose it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I look forward to hearing that ad later in the ad. Foot tapping already. Yeah. Getting yeah. excited. Sinner. <laughs> All right. I don't know if that's an appropriate reference or not. Uh, we, we shall see. So today we're going to kick off uh, a new series. We're not going to necessarily do these back to back episodes because we don't want people to check out for like three months. But this is episode one of our who, mm, whom to hire, who to hire, whom to hire, how to hire. What do you think? Whom? Who? Who? Yeah. I think who. I like I, plus I, pretentious. I think, that's for sure. Yeah, I think yeah. grammatically, whom to hire is correct, but <laughs> shower curtain. I think hot. it As is a diffuser. accurate. I think it's right. I won that one. That is a little All right. hot on Josh we're, right we're now. We're gonna man. go with. Uh, it's, fine. it's good. It's good. Roll with it. <laughs> I think the the spirits have made very clear to us that this is the who to hire series. Yep. Today we're gonna jump into the role of producer, which. As far as I can tell, no one I've ever worked with knows exactly what that means. But we're going to see if we can figure out cool. at least what it is you do day in and day out, and sure. get to some ideas and 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 thoughts to help people who are considering starting to work with a producer who maybe haven't worked with a producer. Whether whether that means that you are a business building an in-house team or looking to bring in a freelance producer, whether you're uh, maybe a one or two man band, small production shop, and You've kind of managed everything yourself. I think bringing in a producer is a fantastic opportunity for those kinds of smaller shops. Even a small agency like us, we've hired outside producers a number of times. Yeah, including you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, if you won't speak the rest of the episode, that'd be fantastic. Copy that. Just that, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Okay. All right. So why don't we start with a baseline definition of producer? Mm. It, it like 
why don't we start with what you do kind of sure. day in, day out. Sure. So um, my, in my current role, it is um, the department I work in is in production. Um, we work closely with the account side in brainstorming ideas. Um, we help them understand what's feasible from a, uh, from a budget perspective. Uh, a lot of times a budget will come in and an idea will come in and they don't match. And I think that happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's, you know, the client doesn't uh, need to understand that. They just know they've got this to them. We have a great idea and this is what we're willing to spend for it. And the account person's gonna say, you got it, we're gonna make it work. And then they're gonna turn to us and say, please God, help us make this work. We've already said yes. You know, yeah. um, and and you know, and that's what we do essentially is like, all right, how can we make this idea come to fruition? And that's goes all the way down to you know, maybe working with the writers to say, you know, I, I see where your head's at, but you know, if we're going to make an explosion and the car is going to flip, well, that's our entire budget. You know, but how can how else can we do that? Is it an animation? Do we just spend an hour or so having a sketch artist draw that up? It could be as simple as a flip book. Like, you know, how do we get the client what they want and what's been promised within budget and make money? I mean, that may be yeah. why I'm so conflicted as a person because I have to be the account person and the producer. Right. <laughs> most projects. You're, you're the person who has to both say, yes, we can do that and, and no. figure out how we can <laughs> do that. Have you ever that, turned your own budget down? <laughs> <laughs> you submitted your budget, and you're like, this is too much. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I got to have a chat with this guy. <laughs> uh, we've had something similar. Justin actually put together a budget and sent it over to me. I was I was, I was, was on vacation, I think. Maybe on a train? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I was know. on a train, or I was at the beach or something. And I came back, and it was it was just like, I think this is why we oh, do we this together. We were supposed to make three videos, and... We got one in the can. Yeah, and, and, oh, you're, well. and, you're, and you're like 75% over on one. Yeah. So I hate to I hate to be this guy, but no. <laughs> Shave five grand off that budget quickly. Yeah, and I mean. 7,500 if you can. We've, you know, we've, I've found myself in situations on previous projects where the client, you know, we pitched the idea. And when we pitch the idea, it's like we're pitching the content, but we're pitching it along with a budget proposal as well. Like, this is what it's going to cost to shoot this. And the problem was they fell in love with the idea. I mean, we had we had our, our client who was the head of that whole company marketing department sobbing. Hmm. She was in tears. It was a very emotional piece. And it's got to feel like, good. Tell me like, more about that. That felt awesome. <laughs> and then I was like, how much is it? Well, it's 250K to make it. And like, sweet. We're going to give you about 160. So have at it. And we're like, wait, that's it's not happening. And eventually we shot exactly what we told them we would it's shoot. Funny how that works and out. It was yeah. 240 grand and we had 160. Mm -hmm. So I mean, you know, if you do it right, the numbers are they don't lie. It is what it is, you know, but you know, we we did cut some corners as best we could. We didn't have one location fee. We made it rain for free. You know, <laughs> it's like you know, you got to take Usually it involves a lot of singles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're going to make it. Yeah, and like you know, a willing participant. We didn't have any. It was just rain. <laughs> <laughs> Save it, right? So, yeah. So let's maybe talk about. Let's maybe use that one as an example. What were the things that you were responsible for? I mean, big picture. Yeah, here's here's what we pitched, and here's what they've accepted, and here's your budget. Mm. Like, what are the individual line items that you're going through yeah. to make that happen? And and I think part of it too is like, when exactly in the process do you 
kind of check in mm. and you're a part of it? Mm. Is it before any writing happens? Is it you know? Is it after something's been written? And then like, where do you check before out? Before or after also a contract? A I'm curious about yeah. that. Like, I think it's I think it varies by the the size of the people asking. You know, the company. If you work for a company that's a hundred and some people and they've had. Uh, a process that's been in place for 25 years you you kind of just roll into it you know I, this particular project was I was brought in um, once we we knew we had money the client called and said hey we've got this amount of money and this is kind of where we're, our heads at they then go to the creative side so creative director associate creative director some in-house directors and they just sit there and have almost a brainstorming session based on the idea that they have, uh, which spawned from the lady, uh, the executive was, her dad, you know, used to work for the company that, you know, that she worked for. And she's like, I can remember wearing his, he would come home and put his hard hat on my head. And so like to her, it meant a lot. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of took that a moment between them and, you know, our writers just got to town and started writing this piece and I'm still not there yet. Um, I would have liked to have been involved much earlier. Um, you know, obviously I think the faster you can get in as a producer, the better. Um, but you know, this, like I said, it, it developed and by the time it got to me, it was like, Hey, here's kind of what we're pitching. Uh, give me a budget. And that's the first thing I did was tap into other resources in house. It was like, I know you've guys have done this. Let's chat about what you think this is going to take. And, you know, basically you break the script down and you figure out how many days it's going to take, how many crew members, you know, what foods involved for, you know, how many meals, like um, locations, gear, you name it, top to, uh, from top to bottom. And we came up with like 240. And um, that's when we found out, you know, we're at 160. And I don't think that was a, a, a backstab. I don't think they were like, oh, we don't have that. I think it was like, all right, we know that's what it would take to do it this way. But if we only had 160, mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> how can we do it, do it then? And then you got to start getting creative. I mean, you got to start figuring out. It's like, well, they like it. <laughs> like They, they kind of came to us with the idea. We wrote it. We're about to go in here and pitch it. She ends up sobbing and saying, I think it's great. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> now mm -hmm. it's hit the fan. Like, we've got to figure out how to do this for $160,000. And it's just unfortunate we couldn't do it. But on the other side of that, it was a very well-received video that sure. the client to this day just raves about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, the company that I worked for to, that shot this, we now use it as part of our promotional material. It's like, hey, you know, we can do talking heads. We can also do some narrative stuff. Mm -hmm. um, did that answer any? Because I can leave if I, <laughs> if I didn't get that out right. I can. I will edit it together. I, cool. We'll, we'll put some things. Yeah, we'll a we'll lot take of the, the the one thing you said and the other thing and put them together and take out everything. We'll between. probably also redo this when you leave. Cool. Just so in case. Yeah, a lot of we're just we're, we're yeah. not actually recording right now. We're just learning from you, and then we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna spit this back and forth. It's like, remember that project we did <laughs> right, just, where the ladies like used to wear dad's hair. I think I made her and, cry. Yeah. Yeah, and she like she cried and. and and we're like, we had the budget ready, you know, yeah. 240, and then she's like, I got 160. Like, it's going to be a lot of that. It's fine. Let's yeah. go with it. Yeah. I'm here to help. Okay, good. Thanks. So you you feel like you jump in in the, like, even before a, so let's clear it. You've got, you work for an agency, mm -hmm. right, a bigger agency. You 
jump in before the contract is in place to kind of help guide the creative from a budget standpoint? Is that mostly where you enter the picture? I would say it depends on the client. Because, I mean, some a lot of the clients that we currently work with. You're an agency we, of record. Yeah. yeah. And we've been there for years. Yeah. Uh, and so it's just kind of like they just come to us and say, hey, here's what we're doing. Right. And we give them a thumbs up. Copy that. Let's roll. You know. Um, but, no, it, it's to get it. I think getting in way you know as early as possible um and that could be when the client calls our um account team and says you know heading into q2 of 2020 you know we've got x amount of dollars and we've got a campaign that we're trying to build some assets for is there any way we can you know brainstorm with you guys if that account lead then says hey coming down the pipe is this for this company, XYZ company, um, would you guys like to be involved? I mean, that's a no-brainer. Even and, and, and those meetings, I mean, we're pretty quiet and we ju we're just sitting there like a sponge absorbing it because when when it does come time to scripting and you know conceptualizing of the idea, we're already keyed into it. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it's like you know we may be just thinking about how who we're going to source internally from a post side and you know from a director's standpoint. Um, is this something where we're going to have to hire a freelance DP and director or even a producer? Uh, are we shooting it here? Or are we shooting it in Istanbul? Like, I, we don't know. Um, but we're there and, and we've already caught wind of it where, on the other hand, is, hey, here's everything you need to know and this needs to be done by Friday. Like, because that happens. Mm -hmm. And that's not, again, I don't, I'm not knocking the account side or, you know, the project management side. Sometimes that's just what the timeline they're given. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, getting in early is like. So okay. you're you're in yeah. you're in you preferably you're in before the pre-production even starts because you've got to have oh for sure concept nailed down budget yeah. agreed to yeah and then pre-production starts. So what do you do during that part of the process pre-production? So I would say the pre-production phase is you're, you've got an approval on script. Like if you're trying to go into pre-production and you don't have a script approval, like you're just setting yourself up. In your experience, are you? involved in the writing process uh personally no i don't i mean um I'm, i may get it you know i may be part of like the review mm -hmm. so you know we have on staff writers and a lot of times we you know some of our creative directors are the ones writing the content uh but they'll you know being that we've been in early on on the project they know we know and so you know we have like a group slack or group g chat that we're a part of and we can just kind of monitor what's happening and when the documents start coming in just for internal review to make sure we're all on the same page we'll give it a read well that way you get to know if a car all of a sudden the new version flips over and, flip. and has yeah. Flag. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean yeah. and and it's like you know i don't I, I don't know if i would say that we have a say in what goes in that process but I think it's a conversation that could be had much easier because we've been a part of it from the beginning. Yeah. Whereas if I come in, you know, if they hand it to me and it is what it is, it's like. And you've built some trust not. with the creatives, with the sure. client, sure. How, however you're involved, you've built some trust. And I think that's important. Right. So, so yeah, we have you have a, an approved uh, concept script, um, and dates are huge before you go into pre-production. If you don't have dates, again, you're just setting yourself up. For failure, I mean, dates meaning you know project due shoot here. Date. Sh I, well, shoot yeah, date. all the dates from a from a you know it depends on like what your role as a producer is. Are you a um, like so, you know some people will call it like a line producer that who's on set and they're managing 
all of that. Every receipt and, and every yeah, yeah all every that. Cent or spent. are you a post producer? Which means like once it's over and it's in the can, it comes to you and you're scheduling what right. editors doing what and the dates that you're getting you know um, edits. So I mean um, the way the, where I work now, it's like basically when I'm in pre-production phase. That means we're in the hiring of crew. We're trying to get gear figured out. Um, casting if it's a narrative piece uh, you know we're I may not work directly with the account team as far as or the client as far as like scheduling um, you know the on-air talent so if it's like an SME source material material expert and their subject matter expert there you go there you go. just for either one I like source material expert source material oh either I didn't even hear that part I was thinking wait what does that mean again <laughs> it was just already knowing subject you matter to source, whatever material. You source material expert source Good. material expert I like that okay so um, but yeah it's um, it's wrong it, but that's yeah it's not correct it's, I don't know most of what like I'm he saying says GIF too and not GIF so. oh. I've, I've kind of made a transition I kind of walk the fence that now I eat GIF <laughs> exactly Yep. With a J. Hey, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. But at any rate, here we are. So casting on our yeah, talents. Yeah, uh, you know, and then just basically being that point of contact for all these folks to collaborate, you know, because I would say 96% of the stuff that we create, we have an internal director who's directing. Mm -hmm. You're almost like a hub we, we're else, close to a production team. like house. Mm -hmm. It's real close. Um, that's just not what we are. Yeah, we, you know, because we do hire freelance yeah. cinematographers oh, yeah. and audio and yeah, the keeping rest those of the people crew. on at all times. Is oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's you're not shooting every day. It'd be different, but being the person you know who's the middle point. You know, it, it's I like being a part of all those conversations. I'm talking about hub. Like everyone's kind of. Yeah. reporting to you a lot of the project details and Absolutely. flows all through you. Yeah, and you're going to give, you know, you're going to give a lot of the okays to purchases or some creative decisions on art department or or casting in the beginning. I mean, it's like, you know, hey, talent agency X, I need 20s male and female um da 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 and they'll send all those along and I can look at them quickly and just be like, "Hey, this is our lot." that we got to take a look to the yep. director and you know just be that and I get to negotiate you know rates for all that stuff too so I'm keeping a close eye on budget that way well I think that's key too is because you you're establishing the budget that it's going to take to execute this vision right but then you're also responsible for maintaining that budget throughout. oh for sure yeah for sure right? and it's it's you can't just hand it off to someone because lord knows the yeah. numbers you put together at the beginning once freelancer rates and all that stuff starts to get negotiated, that stuff can blow up fast. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I have to write deal memos, you know, and I have to SOWs, like all that stuff comes through me. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, some of those things are a pain, you know, because you have to go in and change the, the, the uh, literature for everyone, mm -hmm. depending on job title. But, it, you know, it's just part of it. If you're going to try to, again, meet those numbers, it's like you yeah. got to have it. It's fun. Everyone, everyone's got a day rate. Oh yeah. For the most part, you need to respect that. But there are times where, like, there's a low budget piece. Yeah. Uh, and and people are willing to to comply or, or work on that because of either relationship with you or the the concept. Um, but then again, there's also projects where you're getting paid way more than <laughs> you should be. Yeah. And and you that's where you make up for it too. I think yeah. you, you give them like 
yeah, you're going to get a little extra on this one kind of thing. I think it's huge in just in this field alone. I mean, and honestly, in every business world I've ever been in, I think, you know, I have a saying, it's like, it's not what you know in the beginning, it's who you know. Mm -hmm. And then once you, you've not, you know, you've met the right folks, you show them what you know. And then all of a sudden they're like, wow, you know, you came through, let's do that again. And then you're just building that Rolodex and, and every producer that I've worked with that was worth their weight, it wasn't necessarily about them like walking around and saying, you know, I know this and this and this and this. Instead, it's like, I can tell by the people I'm working with. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know you knew this yeah. person. Mm. Like, oh, she's, she's amazing. And it's like, and just being a good producer is It's all it, about knowing yeah, a lot your, of I mean, like, the relationships. Building that crew yeah. is huge. Like putting the right people in the right place to get it done yeah. is a lot of the times like what makes it work. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that piece that I was just, that I just mentioned, it was my dream team crew. Like I, and I knew it had to be, you know, just the content needed it. It was a five day shoot, which is pretty grueling for, sure. you know, for this type of stuff yeah. Yeah. with a lot of location changes. And we were doing some somewhat dangerous stuff, even though we had professionals doing it, mm -hmm. like uh, messing with power. It was like, I've got to have these, these are the people I've got to have. Yeah. And everybody that showed up just crushed it. And, as big as it was, and as you know, unfortunately, as over budget as we were, I was just like, "This is going to be special," that's, and it was. That's what's aw like awesome being on set as a producer and seeing that like the grip and and the uh, gaffer are buddies. They didn't know they were going to be in the same. It's like same a, it's shoot like the first the... day of school. Every, every yeah, yeah, shoot, yeah. it's like, yeah. "Yo, what's up, man?" And you get yeah. that little bro hug, and yeah. it's like, "How's your mom?" I remember, you know, you had said last time she had had knee surgery. You're yeah. Like, it's like the call sheet yeah. is your roster or whatever that schedule is for the the year. And yeah. You're like, oh sweet, yeah. Joe's gonna be on this shoot. I mean, it's it's true. It's the it's the most real thing, like truest thing, if that's a word I've ever felt in my life. I mean, when I used to work in feature films, and I got my first job, I was just like, this is no way I'm doing this. And then five, ten movies later, here I am, and it's literally like a, a family reunion. Every movie is like. Oh, there's 160 people on this. I had no idea you were going to be here. What's <laughs> up, dude? And yeah. and it's honestly that's what kept getting me hired. Is like I would somehow <laughs> impress the right person and be like, yeah, come on back and do the next one. It's like, all right, I made that work. But it's just you know. Well, and, and and an angle that I like about it too is is like the more that you work with people and the and and of course you're you're drawn to the people who are good to work with, right? Oh, like, for sure. Not just because they're good at their job, but because they're good on set, right? And yep. they're fun and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But like you start to have the conversations about what people want to do. Yeah, right. 100%. So you've got an opportunity to take a grip who wants to become a gaffer and maybe if it's a lower budget shoot, say, hey, I can actually bring you on as a gaffer for this to you to get, for you to get experience. Absolutely. Right, give them those opportunities too that, you know, it, it's just, yeah, it's about who you know and, and how you maintain those relationships. And that's, I think for, for someone like us, that's what we, when we go to a freelance producer, that's almost what we're looking for more than anything is who's the network of people that right. you know that we don't know Yeah. that yeah. we can get this thing done. Yeah. It's almost like when you, for any you know B2B software company, you hire a salesperson because of their Rolodex. Yeah. Of who they know and what executives they know at what companies. And producers are just the same way. Yeah. And it, and it all starts from like, you know, when they were 18 and just, uh, you know, a production assistant and working their way through the 100%. industry. Yeah. I mean, I went to, I went to film school at School of the Arts in Winston-Salem. When did you graduate? <laughs> 2014. 
Okay. Second oldest guy in the school. <laughs> no joke. Well, because you were you were like a lineman or something. For I a built while, power lines for ten years. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, it's a crazy story. But um, yeah, I ended up graduating from there, and it's like the first job I got out of college, which is that it never happens this way ever. Well, let me back up. I had worked on two features and a television show while in college. So the the movie it's a movie called. Um, you are here, and it has like Owen Wilson. Um, I can't think of the other actress's name. Um, Amy Poehler and Zach Galifianakis. Well, they shot it on campus. They shot it like on our stage six, and I ended up being assistant to Owen Wilson. So I was like, mm-hmm. "All right, cool." <laughs> yes. yes, yeah. So Owen and I were like, "How much do I owe you to it, do this?" Yeah. So <laughs> this Owen is and awesome. I like kind of developed a relationship. I ended up spending like three years with him, and but like when I was a graduate. And I was on my own, and I was like, this is, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about the school getting me work. My first job was a producer of a CSX train, the company CSX mm-hmm. train commercial. And I was like, I'm going to crush this. I was scared to death, but I think what sold it was when I got there, the only thing I knew was to just work. And so I showed up to set, and, like, um, I was gripping. I was PAing. Like I wasn't relying on anybody because I was so scared that something was not going to be done. As a producer, right. you were. I was, dude, cleaning trash up. <laughs> not a union set, I take it. Not a hundred. No, not at all. <laughs> I was carrying sandbags, and people were just like, "Is this what is happening here?" But I used that as they, they got real comfortable with me. They're just yeah. like, "This dude's not afraid to do anything." Right. And it kind of, I felt like it kind of took me into the next phase of. You know, I, I worked on features for a while after that. Grips, grips and gaffers, they want to work with you if you'll put the grunt work in oh, sometimes. Yeah. And a lot of times, like, those old school guys who are union, right. they don't want you touching their right. stuff. Yeah. But if, but it's not because, like, they just don't know if you know how to. Sure. They don't want you getting hurt on their watch. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? And if, like, you've, you know, you've proved yourself time and time again. And that's what I did. I mean, once I got out of features and I, you know, had moved here to Raleigh and, kind of got into more of the commercial world as a freelancer, you know, I was PAing a ton. And, you know, if you become a good PA, that's what you are. Like, and you're going to be hired on every shoot as a good PA. Production then, assistant. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, some people may not know. No, that's yeah, valid. We, we all, we, yeah, we, we don't ever want to underestimate or overestimate our audience. No, and We know you, we you have shouldn't. a wide swath of... But, of listeners, but but when you you know source material expert. after you've PA'd for a while, you start saying it's like you know I'd really like to coordinate for you or yeah. you know let me know mm-hmm. what else there is. And honestly, I saw the 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 price difference in a PA and a grip, and I was just like, I built power lines for ten years. I, I can carry shit. I can lug. <laughs> I can lug some sandbags. And yeah. you know, I, I worked with a great gaffer out of Wilmington, Terry O'Dean. If you just yeah, just worked with him recently. I mean, dudes legit as they yes. come yeah he realized i was a lineman and it just kind of like oh 100 let's go and you know he was showing me the ropes and it was great you know and um i'd taken a couple pa jobs when there were no grip jobs and then i found the job i have now and i think the reason why i got hired was i had built my you know rolodex of people up it's like oh you know such and so yeah i worked with him the other day oh okay um and so you've gripped yeah if it's, is that it? No, I PA'd and whatnot. And so I was brought onto this company, and my former boss, um, Alicia, mm-hmm. was just, I think she just saw something, was like, you know. Works hard. Yeah, well, that, and I think she. Has like, relationships. She knew immediately that she was like, this may not be what your focus is, is, you know, the gear guy. And I see that. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, once you establish yourself here, we'll work on jobs. And she made it possible. I mean, she really helped me get to a point where, you know, I was, I guess, more confident in myself to run a, a full shoot from start to finish. Mm -hmm. So how, how important do you feel like film school is to a producer? I mean, it's, it's what you make of it, really. I mean, we had a saying, you know, when I went to my interview there, they all, I, had, I had to sit in front of like three different professors and everyone just looked at me in my resume and they're like, I don't understand. <laughs> I was 30 years old and they're just like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I don't know now. I, I thought, you know, and they're like, well, you've built, you've been building power lines for 10 years. You could walk on a, any set there is with this background and say, I just want to be an electric. And they'd be like, absolutely. Go right, get right. some gloves, right? <clears throat> go fill some paperwork. And I was like, what, oh. What direction did you take in film school? Producing. Okay. Yeah. So School of the Arts is run a little different. It's more of a conservatory. So it's like year one, you learn like seven dis different yeah. disciplines. Mm -hmm. yep. And then you kind of narrow it down. Some kids get kicked out because that's just kind of what they do. They only have room for 10 in each oh, okay so it's kind of yeah. hard to stay in i think they've lacks like kind of gotten lax over the years with that but at any rate i got into the producing program and it's funny i thought you know every i feel like i, I guess this is a broad statement but a lot of kids go to film school because they want to be a director mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's right like, i just want to be a director not really knowing what a director does right you know this um, is the most glorious job for sure they're the ones that get how many times do you hear the producers getting any credit like you know just at best picture that's it. Yeah. That's it. But nobody really stays for that. They're but just there's like, a reason. There's a best preacher because uh, Caprio was in it. Not, but you know what I mean? Ben, like, ben broke this down for me. This is like the first time I really understood, okay, what, that's what a producer does. <laughs> is when Ben said, the producer is the person who goes up and accepts the best picture, best picture. award yeah. because they're the ones who made everything happen. Yeah. And all day long, they're problem solving yeah. and, and you know, putting their finger in the wall, like, the, the, yeah. you know, the, the dam and, yeah. and just... Protecting fixing. the director from the studio and yeah, you know, and it's, helping it's, with the writers when they need it and picking up a fucking sandbag. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah. it's funny. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I got there. It was just kind of like I grew up as you know an actor and I'd had an agent three or four times and you know I thought in my mind I was like, well, maybe I can just learn this side of the camera so when I'm not in front of the camera I can still be making money. And my second year I created it. We we got five hundred bucks to make a five minute movie and you had to write it yourself and you were on stage and all this i'm sorry first year movie no money but you're given a stage and like a D dvx camera uh -huh. <laughs> and your classmates are your crew. crew yeah and so i had this movie like this little thing i wrote where basically this woman's husband has died in war and so That's she's hilarious. It's the funniest thing ever, dude. I'll show it to you. It's amazingly funny. You'll cry. <laughs> you'll laugh. You'll cry. Uh, mostly cry. But she basically sleeps in front of the casket like the last night, like just as like she can't leave his side. And so we didn't have a casket. I went into our production coordinator's office. I was like, hey, do we have a casket and props? And she's like, nah. I mean, we have a, a small one, which is morbid, but you can, I was like, nah. I mean, she's a small man. Her husband was a normal size guy <laughs> and so I didn't know I wanted to be a producer but I made a couple calls and within like an hour I had a $2,500 casket donated to huh. the school for free and so I went back in her office I was like hey about that casket she's like it's in there if you want it and I was like no no no, no. do you do like receipts like donation receipts and she's like why I was like I got a casket it's on its way and she's like hell yeah I kind of felt a, uh, I found like a knack in getting shit done for yep. lack of a better way of saying it yep. like doesn't matter i'm not you know I, I feel like a good producer 
will do whatever it takes to come through. And, you know, and that's not a negative thing. It's just like you're willing to put your finger in the dam and, you know, buy yeah. people time to finish if that's what it takes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we had that same shoot we needed that I was telling you about earlier. It wasn't on the day, but it was like two or three days prior. It's like, man, it sure would be good if we were raining. Like if it was like a full on rain, we could show what these guys go through. They work outside, beautiful weather, cold weather, rain, that'd be great. And we just don't have the budget for it. Can you make like, it cold? Outside. And I was like, let me <laughs> make some calls. And within like, I want to say 30 minutes, I had Apex Fire Department donating their time. Jeez. Come over with two pump trucks. They hid out of frame and we're shooting water 50 feet high and it's mm-hmm. by the time it makes its turn it's like raining and it looks mm-hmm. amazing so you know it's just what do you you know i love no i love no no is my favorite thing in production it's like you know somebody's like i don't think we can do it man and i'm like hold on yeah we'll figure that out you know i think it's about time for our sponsors spot yeah let's do it yeah yeah so we'll uh we'll be back in a second here this episode is sponsored by Don't Lose It, Foot Lose It, Bad Day, Nothing Going Your Way, Traffic Maybe, Unattainable Timeline at Work. Are you about to lose it? Well, don't lose it, Foot Lose It. From the brilliant minds of two people that watched that 1984 hit Foot Loose comes a new dance craze sweeping the land. If you're about to lose control, don't lose it, Foot Lose It. Yes, very excited to have these guys. Yeah. Um, so before... It's kind of like Zumba, right? It, it is a lot. So before, like, as you know, Josh, because you were part of this episode, and, and you're the reason, or they're the reason you're here. Mm. Um, we all had to go take a couple classes. Sure. A month's worth of classes. Sure. And I might add, Ben's looking really tight i lost 12 pounds yeah well it's funny i don't think they anticipated smoking. that i don't think no, that was I started the, started smoking i don't think yes. that was the intention i think mm-hmm. the intention was is to really figure out how to deal with issues you know or emotionally um you know de- uh, anger mm-hmm. um but i'm still i'm still pretty angry but what are you angry about ah yes you know? kids there you go. Them, that has man. nothing to do with work. No. <laughs> you know? That's right. Uh, and when we went to the uh, first couple of classes, it was, it was all work-related, yeah. how to deal with yeah. your with They your do boss. have funny uniforms. They, they, they really want you to wear the uniforms, though. Well, yeah, because, you know, again, th- this is taken from the 1984 hit Footloose. Yeah. And if you'll remember so the you scene. She had to wear jeans and a tight white T-shirt. Uh, that, or they also love the gray sweats. Mm-hmm. There's the gray, mm-hmm. the gray mm-hmm. sweats. And you also have to, either continuity-wise or, like, you have to hide a beer, like, when you're starting it, right? Right. Like, when you... Yeah. when you Well, you're greeted. When you come into the first class, everybody gets a beer and a cigarette. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a pre-half-smoked cigarette. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, my favorite part was the throwing of the beer. In the, you, yeah. Yeah. You just... There's that big wall that has the... Throw your beer. I, I, gotta, yeah. I, 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 I gotta say though, my favorite part was just thrashing yourself mercilessly against the pallets. Oh, absolutely! I mean, just like you don't care. I mean, mm-hmm. that that really helps. It yeah. does. It really helps put things in perspective. I too, will say right? too, in their new studio, uh, they've actually sanded those pallets, so it doesn't. Oh, oh less splinters next nice time. See that's nice. Smart. So they do listen to their feedback cards. They're they're taking this very serious. Okay, yeah. that's good to know. They're really putting effort into it. Now, as a matter of fact, they're. Sh- 
I don't know who's doing it, uh, but I hear that they're producing a video to, to start going with the package okay. to help promote it. So All maybe right. a couple episodes down the road we can yeah drop a link yeah for sure great that'd be awesome fantastic fantastic so it'll be good they also have an aquatics uh version of this too right where you practice you know you do the dancing in the water oh right yeah yeah that's more for the elderly advanced and elderly Mm -hmm. so yep and and i understand they're considering a spinoff kind of based on flash dance too Ooh, that would be good. Where there's now, just that's a lot of dancing me, and then, that... like, you know, pulling water down on yourself mm-hmm. from some kind of industrial fixture or something. Yeah. And I'm that's sure that what... also has something to do with, too, is, like, the weight loss because the, the socks and the yeah. spandex. Yeah. Lots, losing lots of water waste is, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, welcome. Don't lose it. Foot lose it. Foot lose it. Yeah. Fantastic. Proud to have them on, on board. Yeah. Cool. Okay. <clears throat> well, thank you for... Thank you to Don't Lose It, Foot Lose mm-hmm. It for allowing Josh Barker to be here with us today. Mm-hmm. Let's jump right back in to our producer conversation here. If you're in a position to hire a producer, sure. Uh, either you're working at maybe a small agency that, that is looking for their first in-house producer, or you're, you're working for a company that maybe produces a lot of its own content, has a small in-house team. What kinds of qualities would you look for in someone that you'd like to bring on as a producer? Experiences, qualities, those kinds of things, whether or not they have previous experience being a producer. Right. Because I think that's part of it, too, is sometimes just it's your first time being a producer. Yeah, you've got to start somewhere. I mean, um, I think it's, for us, it's, you know, obviously pretty run-of-the-mill start is, you know, you look at reels or resumes and you just kind of build it off that. But that's a very small small window into who they are and how good mm-hmm. they are I think I don't mm-hmm. think it's uh, it's fair so you know we definitely meet if possible or at least have some sort of call or zoom interview where we you know we just sit and chat with them um, another thing I do is you know I like giving them the content uh, and saying you know what what's this look like to you you know and they can come back you know we do a lot of stuff out of state or you know overseas where we're not due to budget constraints we can't go you know Mm -hmm. it it cost it costs us way less to hire somebody locally to knock the job out than for us to go do it ourselves um and so it's like you know i'm looking for things like um do they get it you know do they get what we're trying to create here Mm -hmm. does it make sense so there's a culture yeah with that i mean do they just understand the content like sure obviously if you're shooting some for some tech company you're not going to uh you may not understand it. The you know quantum physics, quantum mechanics. Yeah, let's yeah, just right, be honest. Right. You know, if you're not in that world, you're just not in it. But do you, you know? It's not hard to read a script and say, oh yeah, I, I get what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I get their take on it, and you know, throw me a budget at it, and you know, are you available? <laughs> you know, is this something that you're interested in? And then it's like you can kind of gauge off the conversation if that's somebody you want to work with, and if they're you know. Um, I don't want to use the word agreeable, but if they're if they if if they get it, and you get along with them, and it's like, man, I feel like you know this is somebody that gets what my company does, you know, um, then you know that's a good way to find people. And two, it's use what you know the those folks you know again. I mean, we don't usually do it locally, but again, you know, we do have a couple of freelance producers we tap for our work locally. And it's, you know, we'll call them up and say they're busy. They, you know, they're booked that week. 
they'll start giving us names and you know you can take it and say all right you know this came from a very credible producer that we've used a mm-hmm. hundred times mm-hmm. that we know very well if they say they're yeah, the references one, yeah we just go with it and you know of course we go through the same process show me your resume and your reel and you know kind of give us your feedback on what you think this is and then we go from there but what if you were <coughs> like let's say you owned don't lose it for lose it mm-hmm. i imagine soon after this podcast is released business will pick up quite a bit they've got a lot going on they want to make some videos right mm-hmm. and and you're trying to hire an in-house producer. I feel like this is a different, maybe a different vibe, maybe a different thing you're looking for. Yeah. Do you, I mean, I guess it just depends on it. I mean, if you're, if you're looking for an in-house producer, you're looking for a production company? Or are you Explain looking... Explain that more, because I think that's well, interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, a, like a full-on production company isn't necessarily, you know, like a full-on production company isn't the same as a marketing agency or an ad agency. They, they literally will take production say you know a video shoot photo shoot um and from the ground up they execute said project concept concept yeah if it's a so hiring a production company you're handing them a concept with a script essentially and a budget and saying can you make this is that, what, is that yeah i mean more or less it, the way you see it yeah and it just depends too i mean you can kind of set those parameters up from the beginning but you know, some some people like to have creative say in what they shoot and what they do, um, and then some don't. Some you know, it's like give me, you tell us what we're doing and we'll do it. Mm-hmm. And you you guys are going to be the creatives, and then we're going to execute it. Yeah. Um, you know, that's how, it's a, just a different set of rules for both, though, that everybody has to abide by. Otherwise, there's a lot of gray, murky water that gets kind of weird. So I want to mm-hmm. ask: Do you feel like a a, a growing company? If they're going to do some hiring so that they can start to do more video, do you feel like a producer is the right role or is somebody better to to hire on initially? What's I would say when is the right time for them to hire a producer, maybe? When you've got a schedule that is becoming almost like you're it's unable to keep up with it and you need somebody to come in and it's you know, you could call it a the, the lines between like a production coordinator and a producer aren't that different mm-hmm. but you know I, I wouldn't put the weight of like putting your foot down on a production coordinator it's like I'm going to give you the ability to say yes or no to all of this and then I'm just going to sit over here in the back I wouldn't do that but that's kind of the difference is the producer is going to say definitively <clears throat> we're doing this and they own it and that's if it sinks then they go down with the ship sure mm-hmm. right and, and you know that person's going to be held reliable and accountable for everything now when do you hire one it's like well are we at a point where we've got enough work that we can um keep this person busy because a good producer should be able to juggle multiple jobs sure. at one time mm-hmm. i mean i don't know what's too much i mean um back in the day in the you know early days of film you only had one producer Nowadays, you've got thirty people accepting yeah. the best picture, and there's a lot more roles on. Like the credits it's, are way longer it's now. It's crazy. Too. Yeah, it's crazy. So maybe what you're, uh, if I hear you correctly, when a let's say a, a marketing director, marketing coordinator, whatever their role is in the company, grows to the point where they are basically a producer, 
is the time for them to hire a producer so they can go back to running SEO campaigns and doing sure. what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's the right time. I would, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say so because you know because if, if you, you're if you're scheduling locations, if you're casting, if you're helping the the writer or whoever is part of that process, right. if you're doing all those things and you can't get your actual job done. For sure. It's probably time to hire a producer. For sure, yeah. And, that, and essentially that's kind of what happened to me in my current position is, you know, I was brought in to be like a, the gear guy. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, we our company, we have our own uh, box truck and, you know, uh, our own package that we send out. And, you know, it was kind of my job to make to maintain it. And then when we had shoots, I, was, I would go to every local shoot and be a crew member it wasn't really you know if we needed a pa or a grip Mm -hmm. or you know whatever i could do to help facilitate the shoot i was just there to do it but it got to a point where it's like we know you want to produce so we're going to start giving you tasks and eventually those tasks started to outweigh my ability to do my other job Mm -hmm. to the point where you know when alicia left and then our other uh in-house person left i was the i was the one producing and i'm not doing any of the gear stuff it's just Mm -hmm. sitting there you know, then it became time to hire. It was like, you know, and, and either, you know, put me, promote me into that position. Uh, but eventually what it was is like, all right, we're going to reevaluate that department and see who needs to be what. And we've brought on now like a production manager, which is, again, it's another, it's, it's, it's another form of producer. Right. So, and, you know, my, my title is production specialist. So you, you, I specialize in production. And again, you know, that's, I think what a producer does it's mm-hmm. you know the you even though there's more on the front end for that title I guess and the back end it still all boils down to you, you don't have that week of production you you don't have a front end or back end mm-hmm. it's, you know without right. it you can't create so there are a lot of producer roles and since you've been in the film world you've been in the large agency world I'm gonna throw out a couple different producer roles this is kind of a, uh, a left turn here but just for fun funsies explain just for fun maybe what in my own what, words or in your own okay, words okay good what these uh, what these producer roles are are we are we then comparing his answers to what you have there on Wikipedia is that what that is uh, I'm just looking at the title I'm not going to be like I'm okay. not going to say wrong or right <laughs> sweet um, so there's no pressure on him. There's no pressure. I just, okay. well, you know, because you've got a, a wide range of experience from right. film and honestly, to Honestly, it could be, yeah. I mean, like we talked before we started, it's like, man, you look up the <clears> word <throat> production and good luck. Right. Yeah. You could be working in a chicken house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, field producer. Uh, someone who is uh, there uh, in the field. On, uh, set. on set, yeah, okay. uh, they basically run the logistics of you know getting permission to go there and getting the crew there and you know parking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Let's skip that one. Associate producer. Um, Oof. yeah, it's a tough one. I would say they are. <laughs> you could almost say a assistant producer uh, yeah. because they. That I also think they, says or assistant. Producer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I think they, uh, in my my own words, they help facilitate the shoot with the you know with the guidance of the producer Mm -hmm. and a lot of times they may take the lead on some things but they're going to look up and be like we square everything good and they're probably working with a producer who's working on a couple maybe like two or three adventure films or something or or even in in this you know b2b world that we're typically talking about i think it's it's workload management absolutely right you get to a point where you know what i don't need to be writing releases 
and, and collecting releases. I don't need to be, you know, negotiating. The, maybe I needed to sign off on the location fee, but I don't need yep. to be coordinating with those people on site. Right. Then yep. you would bring in someone to then be your associate. Or yeah. Assistant and a lot producer. of times, like in the world, you know, in feature films, like an associate producer may be brought on because they have a relationship with someone that they. You know, this person can bring a certain, whether it's a uh, celebrity or talent, or mm -hmm. if they're like, yeah. I've mm -hmm. got, you know, this this is going to be a big art department film, and I've got such and so in my right pocket, and I know I can pull that yep. card, and we'll, you know, we'll give you producer credit, associate producer credit for that, and you know, that's how some of those things are divvied out. I mm -hmm. mean, is the workload the same? No, but is it taking that job off of your right, right. producers yeah. and your executive producers? So yeah, yeah. The next one I was going to ask is co-producer, which I, I feel like is a lot of that as well. Like where, where, yeah, I have like if I'm George Lucas and I have Industrial Light and Magic, mm -hmm. I could be a co-producer just to help with some of the post-production craziness. Right. But I'm not. I'm not there working with people on set or the actors or yeah. anything like that. I'm just there to help do this specific task. And I and I have the connections to make that happen. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of weird if you think about like the power of the word producer in the film world and kind of what we do and how you get it and what it does for you. Um, you know, if if I'm not if the only thing I'm doing is bringing a name, you know, I'll just use that because it's kind of I think it's probably the most relatable. But if it's like if you know someone and you get that person on, you know, we're going to bring you on. You're going to be one of the producer mm -hmm. producer credit it's like well, what does that give you uh, down the road you know what i mean like if somebody says oh wow you helped produce that movie xyz well, that's cool well i've got another project coming up well sorry my role i only brought whatchamacallit and and they're terrible for this film mm -hmm. like, you know what i mean so it's just it's, there's some great it's just a lot of gray area but i think to go back to the original ask you know co-producers work like side by side mm -hmm. with each other and again it may be because they have multiple shows that they're working on right and one just is focused on one project one's focused on another it might even be like location based right like 100%. i have an la vibe and i can organize those two shoots out there right. and you've got a new york vibe and yeah too i mean i think a co-producer is you know probably more you know, obviously has more of a say in the the whole scheme of things than what a, an associate would. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. But you know, it's just it could just be friends. You know, it's like you know, I've got a project I'm working on now um, that I was brought on to, and you know, that's the phase we're at is figuring out what we are to this project. Mm -hmm. We've got five of us, a director, five producers, know. and a director. So actually, no, it's. A director, a writer, and a producer is one person. One person, yep. Then Happens have, a lot. It does, yep. Uh, and then we have another like producer who found the money, mm -hmm. and so he's there pulling a lot of the strings. Mm -hmm. And then you have three of us that, the, I mean, the hands-down reason why we were brought on was all because of who we know. And it's like when you're working in the independent feature film world and you know you don't have any big studio backing and you've got somebody getting ready to write you a $650,000 check, it's like, where's my money going? You know, well, mm -hmm. you gotta make it stretch as far as you can. So it's like, well, I've been in North Carolina my whole life and working in this business now for about 10 years. It's like, 
I got a, quite a few people that I can call and probably get some significant breaks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and so they're like, that's producer credit. Yeah. And if, if essentially you're producing. I mean, you're at a very high level. You're organizing the right. shoot in some ways, yeah. bringing resources to yeah. the shoot. Yeah. I mean, uh, making it happen. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. <clears throat> Getting, yeah, make it happen. Getting shit done is kind of like the mentality of a producer. Yeah, two more. <clears throat> Line producer. So, yeah. So a line producer, I'm just going to say it from like my feature film background. Okay. They were on set running the ship. Like they're the boss. Say, Period. no, you can't have extra pineapple on craft services. If that's if that's the argument, yeah. Right. I mean, essentially, you know, that line producer is going to be Or no, on we're set. not going into overtime today. We need to make this shot happen in two yeah. more takes. Yeah, they or will come in and shut it down. Like, you've <clears throat> There's a lot of power in a line producer. A lot of Because they have the purse strings. Exactly. They're the ones that are looking at that budget and saying, you guys are about to bone me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny. I worked on a movie in New York, and the uh, office space we were in, none of the like actual offices most of it was cubes yep. but there was a couple offices that just ran down the center and that's where all like the higher up stayed but none of the walls touched the ceiling uh, they were like six <laughs> inches shy which <laughs> it got colorful and our line producer she would go in there and shut her door and i think she for a minute lost focus that you're yeah. not in clothes <laughs> you know what i mean and she would go off. <laughs> and I was like, if I ever had anything come across my desk, and I was just like an office PA at the time. If I had something come across my desk that needed to go to her, I'd be like, yeah, that'll be in a good 10, 15 minutes after that phone's <laughs> been hung up and she's moved on. Yeah. Because yeah. there's know, a hundred decisions you have to make every hour. The stress that she was under, I couldn't, I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine. At, yeah. this, at this stage in my life, like, I mean, I may be closer to ready for that, but then I was just like, what on earth have I started? Yeah. What path have I got on? But yeah, I mean, they, again, they, they kind of run it. Um, you know, um, they've just got to be in, in, on like every level they have to be connected. Yeah. And they yeah. have to stick their nose into almost everything. Every conversation. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tedious job. And I don't, I think it's one of those like hated jobs. Like people, you're not the, you come on set. You're people not aren't the favorite. Right. Yeah, you're not. But like, I, I, oh, Sam, I, think, what's up? I think projects need that. I do, do. I do too. I right? think that's a good checks and balances there to have somebody come in that's like objective the, in every level, yeah. client, yeah, and yeah. agency Absolutely. or whatever. Especially, it is, yeah, production. I think especially B two B. And again, we don't really run from a line producer stand yeah. like standpoint. We just no. don't have yeah. the need. Well, I don't again, think it's I've a, ever it's a division of labor. Yeah, it's a division of labor for sure. Yeah, and. But, I mean, we kind of act as line producer because we right. go to shoots. I mean, yeah, m- right. most every shoot that I do, whether it's a local shoot to Raleigh-Durham or whatever, or travel, I go. And well, a, a lot of the shoots that we do, like, we, we know our budget so well going into the shoot day that we know that if we saved, like, $85 on craft services, we know we that like, prop. if we need to to pick up like some eyeglasses as a prop we got an $85 budget right. for and, right? I, I mean yeah and it's also uh, different to like this this size of company like versus the one I work for now sure. where is like we come into it with like a 25% margin off top so i don't even get to touch my budget until i know that is gone yeah so the company's making what we're aiming to make right. and anything extra is like a bonus but that's really not how budgets are designed to work i mean you don't i mean it, if you save money that's always a good thing but if you budget something it's to come to zero right yeah. right 
It's um, the, yeah. And and so, you know, you know, if you've budgeted it right, you'll do that every time. And that could be extra pineapples. So I think as a creative mm-hmm. as a creative agency, you're hoping to make the best thing possible. So you go to zero as 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 much as you can. Absolutely. Yeah. I, and, I, and that's my like that's kind of my take on it is like I'm not it's it's funny, I don't I'll never go and claim to be like an agency's type producer. I'm a content guy. Like, you know, if I have a director come up to me and say, it's like, look, man, we've promised these people, this is what we're going to give them. And I really think we need rain. I'm going to make it rain. Like, you know what I mean? As hard Mm -hmm. as it may be, I'm going to go out and I'm going to ask myself, I'm not going to put it on location person, Mm -hmm. unless I've got that location person I know can do it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make sure creatively we're getting exactly what we said. Mm -hmm. So I would call myself a creative producer where, you know, I like to go out and make sure we're executing on what we've promised. I'm sorry, that's not on Wikipedia, so. That's fine. It's, it's I not, think it's I made not it up. legitimate. Yeah, I made that one up. Yeah. I mean, you could Google it, it's fine. It's there. Oh, yeah, it'll come up. <laughs> yeah. But we've talked about it before. But yeah, uh, I mean, there, that there, is a role we've yeah. actually considered because, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's good to have that person as well because then you know you've got somebody willing to go, like, fight till the end to get exactly what the, the client wants. Or whatever, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we did a shoot in St. Pete, Florida. It was a, a, a talking head piece, but we had, like, government officials there. <laughs> and so it was, like, getting kind of awkward. You've got people coming in. You've got, like, a security company, like, surrounding the hotel. And they have to come to you as the producer, and they're like, hey, my name's Sushi, so this is the team. And you look back, and it's just a bunch of rough-looking dudes in white shirts with glasses. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. And so I go in, and I look at where we're going to be filming this, and the, the risers they brought in to create the stage look like they, I mean, they looked horrible. No joke. The client sent a letter to, like, the company, and they were just like, everything was great. It went off without a hitch. And it has to be because your team's willing to do whatever. And they sent a photo of me putting carpet down on this stage. And they were just like, what are we going to do? So I went to the hotel. I'm like, we got to fix this. And he's like, this is what we got. And I was like, you don't have, like, you are okay with this? Like, we're shooting here. Everybody's going to know this is where we're shooting. And this is, mm-hmm. you're okay. And they're like, this is what we have. So I go next door, hotel. I'm like, hey, buddy, you have anything? And they're just like, yeah, sure. Come look. Same thing. <laughs> Beat all the pieces. And I was like there's a different way and I just went and bought carpet and put it down myself mm-hmm. and vacuumed it and cleaned it up mm-hmm. and it looked great and nobody was the wiser because of it except yeah. for those that saw it happening and and I th- and you know I, I take pride in that like I enjoy figuring those moments out when you've got government officials there don't mess around yeah you know and and one because that's going to tell your client like we care as much as you do about what you're trying to do and I'm gonna be on my hands and knees for a minute, putting some flooring down. I'll be back in a minute. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was, it was. I, you know, like I said I take pride in those moments. Yeah, we shot at the Watergate together. Oh uh, yeah, and there's like, a, you know, officials in and out of that hotel yeah. every single day. We have to drive the grip truck around four times through the, because <laughs> you can't stay there for 10, 10 minutes or oh, whatever. Yeah. You have to drive the grip truck around. You do it. Yeah, yeah. So, you just yeah. Uh, last one, executive producer. That's the, the, the head cheese. That is the, that's the, the one. Head cheese is, a, is, a, um, is kind of a gross meat product. Mm. Have you ever had it? Nope. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't head cheese. It was head cheese. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for cleaning that up. <laughs> you got me right on the, 
<laughs> on the tilt yeah. there, I was like, oh, this yeah. is going to go back in the can. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they are, you know, they're pretty much signing the checks and, and, and giving the, the official. And, yeah, and line producer again. can say no, and then the executive producer come in and say. Could override it. It's going to happen. Yep. It, yeah, I'll, could I'll override make it. it. I'll exactly. make it work. At any point, it's like, you know what, if this is going to be what we need to make this thing happen, let's do it. And, you know, you're probably going to have. And a, they're both doing their job. Line producer says no. Yep. And the executive producer says yes. Yeah. And absolutely. everyone's right. Absolutely. Everybody's right. Um, yeah. I've only worked on a couple of projects where I've actually met, like, an executive producer. And it's kind of funny, too, because I feel like some of the, again, some of these titles are given out for people just right. to give a name mm-hmm. to it. I, I did um, Masterminds. I don't know if you saw it. It had like Owen Wilson and Zach Galifianakis and Kristen Wiig in it. And the executive producer. Was that political, like, comedy? Masterminds? Yeah. It was the one uh, where back in, like, 96, it was the largest bank heist of all time in Charlotte. It was like $17 million. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Check it out. It's kind of a funny cool. movie, but um, Lauren Michaels, who's obviously the creator of Saturday Night Live, was the EP. Okay. And so he was on set, and I was just watching He's him EP on a lot of shit. <laughs> but it's, again, it's what he brings to right. the, it's the clout he exactly. brings to that project. I mean. So he'll get, that that film will get better financing because he's a producer. Well, and, yeah. I mean, and I mean, and it's not, I'm not saying the man doesn't do anything. Right. I guarantee you he's he'll got work He'll make a call. He'll do. make something happen. But yeah, he's not out beating the ground. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's got, it's his name's on it. People are like, oh. He's working from his office. Yeah. As a producer. That's sure. an executive producer. They don't go, they don't I, have to go anywhere. I feel like in the video for business world, the client is almost essentially the executive producer. They can say, producer. yeah, we'll, we'll spend an extra two grand on that location. Yeah. Yeah, That's I mean, fine. yeah, because essentially they're the it's their their content. Yeah. Like they're the ones that are yeah. in charge of all yeah. of it, and it's their budget that they're yep. spending the money on. Um, you know, and, and a lot of times in what we do, you know, those things come in minutes before the due date, and you have sure. to figure out how to fix it. All right, um, I think the biggest takeaway for me, honestly, is is that the the definition of producer is the person who's responsible for making it happen. Yeah. Because you can have you can have an associate producer, you can have a line producer. They're all that, responsible. That can be your that can be the producer's job. But you know, if it's one person doing all those things, or there's a dozen people, ultimately it comes back to the producer, who's responsible for making this content piece, shoot, film, whatever it is, mm-hmm. happen. Right. Just period. Like mm-hmm. full stop. That's that job. Yep. And I think it'll be interesting at the end of this series to to maybe discuss to kind of wrap it all up with when to bring in certain people in in that, you know, given different scenarios mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pretty kind good. of the evolution of, of... But in terms of a project, producer, like, if you're going to have one producer, they need to be there throughout the yes. entire process. If it's Whereas one, an yeah, editor, absolutely. an editor, it's nice to have them in during the writing process. Sometimes it's nice to have them in on set. but And then, of course, post-production. But a producer... Is yeah. is like the consistency. Well, yeah, and and when I said when, I meant more like whom to hire first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I right. I mean, who. you you may who to we hire did first. We decide on who. who? He did. He who? decided on who. But I think the diffusion decided. I thought that was like that was a the light thing. was shining. Yeah, on the and it was like yes. I thought it was like yes. Whether to hire. yes. <laughs> so who to hire first? Who to, right? Because you could totally, if you're building an in-house team, you could bring in that like director, videographer, editor person who's your first hire mm. and that person could then become your produ- your first producer. Absolutely. Because then you've brought in another videographer under that person, it's an like editor the, or whatever. 
And as Josh said, a lot of times you'll find that writer, director, producer in one person. Yeah. And so if you're Absolutely. if you're looking yep. for a first hire, that that's probably the person. Yeah. And then they can hire out for camera or sound well, or whatever it is. Well, you've heard this term before, right? Predator. Mm. Producer, editor. No. Oh man, they're 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 good. I mean, the reason why is they understand the whole process. Right. Because post is post is a beast all in itself. Yeah. It is it is phase two. Like tell them your, tell them your line. Which one? Yeah. Uh, the writer is the last edit, or the the editor is the last writer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they yeah. There's I three opportunities agree. to write in video, and it's write the it's, script it's or whatever. Writing it is. the script, Screenplay. it's on set, and then no, the editor is the fully, last writer. I fully agree yeah. with that. I actually had it happen in <clears throat> one of my college films. We we shot. We could only have 15 minutes for this fourth year film, and it was 22 minutes. The director was dead set on it. And he was like, I don't care if it shows or not. And I was like, Dude, you're willing to. Like throw everybody else that worked hard yeah. down the drain and just not let our f- movie show. And he's like, "This is the movie that, this is what it, how it's written." And so, they came to me as a producer, my faculty, and they're like, "Well, here's a moment for you to shine." And they're like, "You need to figure out how to shave seven minutes mm-hmm. off this thing." And you, kn- I think you know who you need to talk to. So I just went to my editor and I was like, "Bro, this is what's called the final rewrite. Like, you get to rewrite this thing right now. Yep. Tell the same exact story." But tighter, and he crushed it. Like yeah. literally, yeah. that film. It's amazing was, what can happen in post. Yeah, it's. I mean, you really even, can even in tell unscripted a stuff. Whole mm-hmm. different story. Yeah, you can totally yeah. chop stuff down and make it your the still make it the right story, but go from fifteen minutes to two. I mean, and it's one of the things I I wish I knew how to do to edit. I wish I was an editor. Like I, you know, it's good me, to get your start there. It's a great place is. to start. I'm so glad I started there. Yeah, I mean, you just know so much about the process, and you know, what being, you wish was shot. Part yeah. of the, the, you know, like you, what you do know, you wish yeah. was shot? I wish there was more coverage, right? Absolutely. So then you get or on less. set, <laughs> and you find yourself as a director someday. You're like, <clears throat> make sure we get enough coverage. Absolutely. Or we don't need all that stuff because I'm never possibly going to use that's, that's all that. That's producing in a, in a nutshell. Well, and, I mean, and I think that's the thing too is like when you look at all of like us who started out as a one man band, right? Yep. We had our own, right? You're you're writer, producer, director, editor, sound. Sound. Yeah. You're everything. Everything. And then, and so, really, it's just as your career evolves, as your one-man band, little production company becomes an agency, whatever. All you're really doing is handing those individual jobs off to other mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And I think companies building in-house teams are the same way. They're right. going to start with that every one in one, everything in one solution. And as they grow to two people, three people, four people, five people, all they're really doing is taking stuff off of that first person so that they can focus more on. This other stuff yeah, that they get part better. Of the process. Yeah. yeah, and again, it go, and, it, and it can even go full circle where it's like the people you meet along the way, yeah, that crush a certain area. That's it, it takes it off of you, and yeah. then you've built this team, and that again, that's producing. You're building, you know, well, and, the and the team. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah, and we've talked about no matter this. your resources. Yeah, we've talked about this in previous episodes too, where we find our, we're so thankful that we found people who are better at certain things mm-hmm. than we are, right? Mm-hmm. Better editors, better shooters. I agree. So not only are you just taking it off your own plate, yeah. but you're actually handing it over to people who are technically and creatively, whatever it is, better than you at that thing. Yeah. That means the piece is better. Yeah, absolutely. That To me, that's one of the things that I love to see on set is like a pro do what they do. Mm-hmm. You know? yes. We work with some of the best cinematographers in the state and 
you know, if you've ever worked with Lighthouse out of Wilmington, Brad Walker, dude is legit. And to see him on set doing what he does, I'm just like, man. But I mean, we've got a lot of local guys that are crushing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the best sound guys just joined uh, live here, Aaron Biddecoffer. Oh, Aaron. Hey, what up, yeah. AB? Hey, do, man. Do, do you know how many times I hire that guy? Because he is arguably one of the best guys in the state. Like, the best in the state. He's yeah. amazing, dude. He, yeah. and, and and I never worry about it. And right. it's kind of funny because like when I do put together a team that's that There's good, a first person you go to. I have to check to. myself and make sure I'm doing my job. I'm like, all right. Right, right. <laughs> check in with these people because they're going to be like, is he in the back sleeping? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what's he doing? Well, they give me that comfort. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know going into a meeting, once we were done and, you know, we have like a, a, a post-mortem at work and it's like how was that shoot da, da, da. I'm I got nothing I'm just it was I had the best guys that I could get yeah. and <laughs> like, I just crushed sat it. around yeah sure no I worked food. hard guys <laughs> yeah. I worked hard Up I was hiring the right people hurt my back <laughs> yeah. you know I lifted stuff yeah so I, yeah I, I found a carpet yeah. put over stuff yeah I, I put it put, yeah. hey I think it was ask Aaron dude this is great was he on that Aaron, shoot <laughs> no Aaron was on a shoot in Durham okay. here and we we had light issues and we couldn't do anything about it because it was a skylight i'm in like when i'm on set with a client i dress differently just so that one i'm a better representation of the company i work for sure but you know two i just feel like the, as a producer you, you know suit you jacket? i do sport, i do a suit sport, jacket sport i don't do a tie but no i will tie. button okay. up um and no hat you know yeah. comb it no get, underwear get a cut obviously daily um but i'm climbing up an exterior exterior ladder to the third floor of a, a place here in durham with a sound blanket in my mouth <laughs> to literally to cover the i'm skyline. passing doctors who are like studying <laughs> and they're like um there's a decently dressed man with a, with with a, a really with nice head of hair with a, with a blanket in his mouth and i'm like it's like, hey you know i've climbed ladders and i literally got up there to get the light out yeah. like it's you know i think it's that just being able to do that type of thing and then hear these folks like you know you used to make the comment of like finding people that are better well it's like if you don't utilize the fact that they're better if you try to butt in you you know what i mean you're gonna it's lose like, just let them do what they yeah. do yeah. you know yeah so awesome cool cool all right well time to hear from our sponsor yeah, one more time sponsor one more time another read yeah well, yeah we'll give it a shot this episode is brought to you by Don't Lose It, Foot Lose It. Bad day, nothing going your way, traffic maybe, unattainable timeline at work. Are you about to lose it? Well, don't lose it, Foot Lose It. From the brilliant minds of two people who watched the 1984 Footloose comes a new dance sweeping the U.S. Don't lose it, Foot Lose It. I can't wait till our next class together. I've been having so much fun with you guys. I'm actually not going to be here for the next one. It's two weeks. I'll be here. Okay. Well, so, that's fine. Yep. But I look forward to the video. I look forward to their mm-hmm. their video. It's going to mm-hmm. be sweet. Yeah, that's really They do live stream the classes, so. Oh, that's actually a good point. Yeah. I could. Yeah. All right. For paying members only. Of course. Get permission for that one. <laughs> All right. All right. Well. Uh, Thanks for joining us. It was a yeah, real was pleasure fun. having our Absolutely. first Thanks for guest having me. Yeah. outside of the company. It's kind of a, a big step for us and a bigger step for you to be Much a part bigger. of this. Yeah, no, yeah, huge. You're welcome. No, absolutely. Thank you guys <laughs> for having me. Um, 
Can I get parking validated? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, no. We, have, we have a stand How many LaCroix have you had, yes. Josh? Yes. <laughs> can you, you drive right us, now? If you, just... if you give us one LaCroix back, you can have your parking validated. Well, I'm about there. Okay. <laughs> you still have that can. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, well, awesome suppose, having you. Thanks yeah, for coming. Yeah, this, was, uh, this was fun. And, you know, I suppose <clears> that's the end of the episode for anybody still listening. So don't forget to like, subscribe, rate. All those things that we're supposed to ask, blah, 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 play out music, 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 music. And then there's like this banter thing that we do where we talk about something completely unrelated. Absolutely. And then Anthony yeah. kind of But you know, because you've listened to probably every episode. Oh, yeah. All of them, obviously. Yeah. 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 What was your favorite? The last one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah it just came out so today, good. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the way here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Way here. Yeah. <laughs> what was that one about? I listened to it this morning. This one here's got me foggy. Yeah, this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, clearly because I actually listened to it this morning, but I can't remember. Uh, I got, I got the notification. I have the notification on the phone. This is the evolution. Oh, the evolution. The evolution evolution of storyboard media. media. See, we got this episode isn't scheduled to come out until March 16th. Nice. So we got a little bit of lead time. We try to record every week and release every two weeks. If we get busy, we can skip a couple weeks. Yeah, you'll have time. Yes. Um, let me come back. Uh, let me come back. I think this is episode 23, I believe. <laughs> no, this is good. No, this no, is what I'm thinking. I'm saying you guys be like wrap it up and want to do like an episode to like make it all whole. Come back, maybe we'll pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.